the discussion afterwards, had a great talk afterwards, and all the comments you made, and people, some people texted me. I felt the love. I appreciate it. <laughs> this week's going to be even easier, though, on me, because uh, Miss Bonnie gave me notes to, to preach off of, so <laughs> I was going to use, uh, it was Lynn Meek. It was a notes from Lynn Meek's message one time, yeah, so I'll just use those, and it's easy on me. I don't have to worry about making my notes, except getting them printed out. No, just, just kidding there. But uh, one thing that I, I, I kind of wanted to mention, and we'll take off from there, but it, one thing last week I forgot to, to talk about was um, that you know, praise and worship is, is a lot like riding a bicycle. You know, we can, we can tell you, okay, you, know, you talk about a bicycle, right? You check your, check your air pressure in your tires, got to have the right amount of you know, pressure in your tires. You know, here's how the gears work. You know, you hold the handlebars, you turn here. Now there's this balancing thing, right? You kind of got to get on and, and you got to be moving forward, you know, and you got to push and pull and, 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 and here's, the, here's the tire, here's, here's the spokes, here's how everything works, right? You got to do all that. But you just got to get on. You got to get on and do it, right? You know, so um, that, that's the way praise and worship is. You just got to do it. You can learn all about it. You can study all about it. You can look up all the meanings, all the definitions of everything, and all the Strong's and all the Greek and all the, all the commentary. Just do it. Just jump on and do it, right? It's not hard. You'll get the hang of it. Yes, some people are better at it than others, but don't worry about others. When your desire is to give the Lord praise and truly worship Him, He is pleased. Amen. And just like worship, praise, praise is, we'll kind of review slightly a little bit from what we talked about last week and, and, and tonight, but just like worship, praise is an expression that we make toward our Father God. It's got to be an expression, okay? And there's various forms of praise that we see in Scripture, singing, clapping, shouting, dancing, playing an instrument, and these all have Hebrew meanings, okay? And I'm, I'm not really going to go into all that uh, tonight, but there's just various ways, okay? But it's still an expression. It's something that you're doing physically to the Lord, okay, an offering to the Lord, all right? It's, it's not just a portion of our church service. You know, this is praise and this is worship. This song's a praise song. This song's a worship song. It's not, it's not just that. It's not just something that we, we tend, we just watch happen in a church surface, okay, a church service, right? It's something that we participate in. It's not a spectator thing. It's something that we participate in, all right? And it doesn't just happen, have to happen in church, all right? In fact, we're going to talk mainly about praise outside of church uh, tonight. But a definition from, from um, the dictionary of praise is to express warm approval or admiration of, express one's respect and gratitude toward a deity, especially in song. Some of the synonyms of praise means to applaud, congratulate, celebrate, sing praises of, rave about, heap praise on, make much of, Throw bouquets at, <laughs> cheer, flatter. Those are just some of the synonyms of praise. I really like that one, throw bouquets out, right? Really celebrate, really praising something. 
Uh, you can turn to Psalms 147 as we get into to praise here. Psalms 147. And if you just, if you just read Psalms, you're going to get a great idea what the Lord thinks about praise. So I encourage you to, to, to do that. We use a lot of scripture tonight, and I'll, I'll try to give you time to turn to some, but some, some of them I'm just going to go through and reference to and, and give you a scripture a reference for. But Psalms 147, and I'm be using the New King James a lot tonight. It says, praise the Lord, exclamation point. For it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to sing praises. It shouldn't be uh, something that we dread. It should be a good thing in our mind, right? I mean, the Bible says it's a good thing to sing praises to our God. It's good for your mind. It's good for your soul. Even your countenance will change. When you're truly praising the Lord, it will affect your outward appearance. It will affect your countenance. It really does. And some of you look at me like, what in the world are you talking about? You got to try it. You got to get on the bicycle first, right? Stop, you know, um, thinking about this is something that someone else does or this is something that we watch happen in, in church. This is something that you got to get into as well, Right? Get on the bicycle. But, um, and like I said, there's many, many aspects of praise that we could talk about and how to go about it, how to do it. But tonight I really want to, I just I felt like the Lord really was leading me down this path because there, there's so much to go into when you talk about praise, when you talk about songs, when you talk about sound and singing and clapping. There's so much that you can go into, so many different directions. But, but tonight... I really felt like we want, I wanted to talk about how closely praise and victory run together. I mean, who doesn't want more victory in your life? No, don't raise your hand. Who doesn't want more victory? <laughs> who wants more victory in their life? Now raise your hand. Good. But yes, we all want more victory. But do you understand that with more victories, there are more battles? If you win a victory today and you want more victory Guess what tomorrow holds? More battles, right? More opposition, more standing until the manifestation of victory happens. There's more battles. We're going to be talking about praise and victory. See, the path to victory is very rarely a straight line. Very rarely does it go just from point A to point B. All right? It's hardly ever easy there can be detours. I mean, I just tried to print my notes, and it wasn't easy tonight, right? That was a major failure, but it didn't, it didn't hold me back, right? Got a team player, and we, we got the print, notes printed. There's going to be detours, right? Unexpected potholes, temptations to take a shorter route. Have you ever stood in a, in a long line at Walmart and switched lines because you thought that was, right? You get over there, and you realize they're paying with all quarters, it's like one at a time or something into the machine. or Yeah. You think there's a shorter route. You think there's a better way. And you kind of find out she just stood, right? On the path to victory. In fact, on the path to victory, you should expect trials. You should expect trials. Nobody amen that one. 
Yeah. John 16:33 says, "These things have I spoken to you that in me you you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world." Okay? You will have tribulation. There will be trials. So, on your path to victory, expect them. Expect the trials. But also expect to praise God for the victory in and through the trials, right? When you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you walk on through, right? You don't stop. And you're thankful and you're giving praise and thanks all the way through it for the victory. Amen? So what are some of the things that you... We are going to be talking about praise, okay? I promise. We're getting there. What all do you experience when you're going through trials, though, and tests and tribulations? Just think of some of the things. I mean, you experience sorrow. You experience, experience heaviness. You experience darkness. You experience mourning. And I, I look, those are all kind of like antonyms of, of joy, right? We want joy. Joy is the victory, right? But some, those are the things that we experience at times, even when we're going to, go, getting to joy, right? Isaiah 61 says, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Psalms 30, verse 11, you turn my mourning into joyful dancing. You've taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy that I might sing praises to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. That's Psalms 30, verse 11. as a new living translation. Turns your mourning into joyful dancing. There's, there's a dance, and then there's a joyful dance, right? Some other things you might experience when you're going through trials. You, know, you want to see more love in your life. You want love as the victory. But you might, it might look like hate right? You might be seeing hate before you. You might be experiencing hate in your path to victory. Second Timothy 1.7, God has given us a spirit of love, right? John 13.34, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Other things you might experience, peace, I'm sorry, you're looking for peace, but all you, all you experience is, is fear, disagreement, unfriendliness. Those are things you're experiencing, even, but you want peace in your life. Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You might be experiencing lack and poverty and scarcity in your journey to the land of plenty. Philippians 4.19, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You might be experiencing pain and sickness in your journey to health. 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes we are healed. See, we, we face adversity in this life, but God has not left us powerless. Praise is a weapon in our, in our arsenal as Christians. And that's how you use praise on your path to victory. If you look at 2 Corinthians 10.3, praise, 
praise is a weapon in our arsenal as a Christian. I mean, the battles we fight are not with people. The battles we fight is in our mind, right? 2 Corinthians 10.3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Did you know that sounds of praise will cancel thoughts of defeat? you begin to make sounds of praise when you, when you are experiencing what you think may be a de- defeat, that will cancel those thoughts of, of defeat. They can't stay there. This is off Lynn Meek's notes. And on the path to victory, you're going to need this because those thoughts of defeat, those, those thoughts of uncertainty, those thoughts of am I doing the right thing, those just when you're just uncertain, you have that uneasy feeling. Everyone, anyone ever been there? right? You're going to need to use this weapon of praise on your path to victory to cancel out thoughts of defeat. Lynn Meek says, praise captures your thought life. I mean, you cannot praise the Lord. I'm not just talking about say, thank you, Lord, and it's over. I'm talking about praising the Lord, staying with it each and every day. You know, every moment of every day that you experience bad thoughts or uh, something that you're dealing with. Praise will capture your thought life and bring it back in the line with the Word of God. You can't truly praise the Lord and stay in a mindset of defeat. And you'll find that praise plays an important role in many great victory accounts in the Bible. We talked about some of these last, last week. But Paul was shipwrecked, stoned, beaten, left for dead, thrown in prison. And what did him and Silas do at midnight? Sang praises. Can you imagine? I mean, think about the prisons we have now. I mean, it's pretty cush, don't you think, compared to what this old uh, Roman prison might have been like, been like Right? And, and the way I just I just try to picture what what state they were in, you know you know it wasn't a, a great state, you know they weren't feeling their best, you know it, it it probably felt a little hopeless at times for them. Here they are singing at midnight. Why were they even up at midnight? I mean, you're in a prison. I'm sure it's dark, but they were up praising the Lord. And I wonder what, and, and you know the end of the story, but what had happened if, what had happened if they didn't praise the Lord at that, that moment? Would he just been stuck there and died in prison? I don't know. But think about it. What, what would happen if he hadn't praised the Lord? I mean, the Bible records that for a specific purpose. You know, that's pretty amazing to think about. I always, I always want to know what song was that they sang? Because I want to do that on Sunday, right? <laughs> David's enemies enclosed around him. You can, you can read Psalms and find out David, man, he had, he had some issues. It was kill, he was almost killed by Saul, his father-in-law. 
constantly had issues with the Philistines. His problems are well documented. And also how he felt about his problems. Just go read some Psalms and you'll see. But when he was down, he was quick to turn it back to praise. And he's known as one of the great praisers, obviously the great musician in the Bible as well. Uh, King Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. This is Second Chronicles 20. You can turn there if you want to kind of read through that. I'm just going to refer to a few scriptures. Second Chronicles 20. Great story here about praise and battle and winning. But they had a great multitude surrounding them, about to invade, about to invade the city. And it said in verse 3, Jehoshaphat feared. And I always, when I read this story, Ms. Karen, I always think about uh, one of those Gospel Bill episodes. And it was uh, King Jehoshaphat. And, well, he was, well, he was so nervous. I just get that mental image. You know, it wasn't, wasn't the greatest acting job. But it was just so over the top that he was, he was kind of in his um, some throne room or somewhere. And he was just so nervous, you know. And um, he feared, but he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And then in verse 14, the Spirit of the Lord came upon uh, Jehaziel, and he prophesied that Judah would not even have to fight in this battle. The battle is not yours, but God's. And also Judah, this is a whole other lesson. Judah in Hebrew means praised. This is a, Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. Jehoshaphat, so Jehoshaphat pointed singers and praisers to go out before the army. Sent them out there. And then in verse 22, it says, And when they begin to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. This happened after they began to sing and praise. That's amazing. Uh, Joshua, in the Battle of Jericho, in Joshua 6, you can look over there and kind of read through that, but the uh, Lord had given them a commandment. This is how they're going to take the city. They're going to march around one time a day for six days, and then the seventh day they're going to march around seven times, and then they're going to shout. And... So, let's see, in verse 20, so the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat, and the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Happened after a shout, happened after a shout of praise. Can you imagine what that shout was like? After not, having, not talking for six days, that was, that was amazing. Yes, very loud. In each instance, though, and there's, there's others, praise was a key in their victory. Praise will be a key in your victory as well. Problem is, on a path to victory, we tend to prefer pouting over praising. I find myself doing it today, I was pouting. And... You can, like we talk about David, he, he pouted quite a bit in, in some of his songs he wrote. 
But it's just a fleshly thing that we kind of get caught up in, right? Just pouting over because it's not working as fast as we think it should or we're not seeing the manifestation, right? So we just tend to, like, complain and, and pout, you know, and, and maybe you're not saying the wrong thing, but you're definitely not uh, saying much of anything. You're just kind of quiet <laughs> about it, <laughs> which it's not a bad thing not to say, not to talk if you don't have anything good to say. But still, um, if you're in victory, you know, there, there should be uh, different things coming out of your mouth, right, when it comes time to, to feel like pouting than just pouting, right? Because praise is a choice, Understand that. Praise is a choice of yours, of ours. Understand that. Most times, praising the Lord is not something that will just come on you and overtake you. And you'll have this overwhelming feeling to bless the Lord and give him thanks. Okay, that, that's just, that just don't happen that way all the time. Now, sometimes it does, and it's a great feeling, but it just don't happen that way. It's, it's a choice. But most times you will start praising just as an act of your will. I'll never forget uh, Phil Driscoll, when he comes here, he usually tells this story, you know, when he's been going through some stuff and, and he just sat down at his piano and he was aggravated and complaining and complaining to God. And, you know, he just started saying, God, you've been so good to me. You know, and it just didn't feel like much. <laughs> Didn't feel like he was being very good. He just kept saying that over and over, and he turned it into a song, you know. And and that's the way that's the way praise works. I mean, in the morning when you get up, I mean, do you do you always feel like getting up in the morning? I mean, I'm not okay. And those people that just jump out of bed and spring out of bed like, you know, it's the greatest day ever. We're not talking to you right now, okay? Those it's like minority of people, okay. <laughs> God bless you if, you if you can do that. Most of us, we kind of hit the snooze or just sleep through an alarm, right? <laughs> and kind of don't want to get up in the morning. But why do you do it? It's beneficial to you, right? It's the right thing to do, okay? That's why you do it. That's why you should praise. It's the right thing to do, and it's beneficial to you. So on the path to victory, there'll be times when you need, need to know and remember that God's presence is when, with you. And you can turn to Psalms 22. We talked about this last week a little bit. Because there'll be times when you feel, feel lonely, right? You feel like God is far off and that there's a distance between you and the Lord on a path to victory. Psalms 22.3, and actually the psalmist here is, is kind of prophesying about Jesus on the cross, but uh, also kind of gives a moment, quite a moment of despair here. It says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Oh, my God. I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, am I not silent? Sounds like someone who doesn't feel the presence of God currently, right? <laughs> I mean, we all have moments like this where we feel abandoning, abandoned or like nothing's working like it should. But just hang on, hang on. Verse 3 is coming. Verse 3. 
But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee. They trusted. Thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered. They trusted in thee and were not confounded. Inhabitest in Hebrew means to sit, remain, and dwell. That's what God does in our praises. And when we draw near to him, he draws near to us, right? Psalms uh, 100, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. We enter his gates. We get closer to his presence with thanksgiving, right? His courts with praise, right? And whenever uh, God's people makes sounds of praise in his honor, that brings God on the scene, amen? Also, to know about praise, is praise is loud. It can be very loud at times. If you turn over to Psalms 90, 98, I mean, when you're praising the Lord, okay, I mean, obviously you can give thanks to the Lord and just say, thank you, Lord. I love you, Lord, right? But you'll find in Scripture that the volume of praise can be very loud. In Psalms 98, verse 4, shout for joy to the Lord. All the earth burst into jubilant, jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. The blast of the ram's horn. Sounds loud to me. A blast, right? But if I were to ask you to make a sound of victory, what would that sound like to you? Doesn't sound like we're marching to victory, does it? Right? You know, like Rocky, you know. Yeah, or something like that. The sound of victory, right? It's loud. It's certain. And with purpose, good. In fact, there are, there are even certain frequencies in sound that can't be heard until a sound reaches a certain volume. Like you won't even, even hear those frequencies. Another, another scripture about shouting. Psalms 47.1, oh, clap your hands, all you people. That's where we get clap your hands in church, right? Clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a voice of triumph, for the Lord most high is awesome. He is a great king all over all the earth. I mean, praise is loud, and it can be rambunctious. Do you know how to spell that word? I had to look that one up. Rambunctious means uncontrollably exuberant. In fact, if you are truly praising the Lord, you might offend some people or make them jealous, one or the other. Think about David's wife. This is over in 2 Samuel. We're going to read, read through this. Over in 2 Samuel 6, this is starting in verse 14. So 
David is bringing the Ark of the Covenant uh, back to Jerusalem. And, I mean, he just made a big deal about this. It was it's such a great example of, of David expressing his praise uh, to the Lord and just being thankful for everything. So you can read all the way through that. But it's in verse 14. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. And that's a, it's just like a sleeveless garment, apparently. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Now, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord, and she despised him in, in her heart. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed among all the people, among all the whole multitude of Israel, both women and the men, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, a cake of raisins. So all the people departed, everyone to his own house. It's like a big party, right? David's, David's, this is all on, on the king. In verse 20, then David returned to bless his household, and Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, well, how glorious, the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants, as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. So David said to Michael, it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father, by the way, and all his house to appoint me ruler, ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord. I will be even more undignified than this and will be humble in my own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken by them, I will be held in honor. David, I mean, openly praised the Lord. Everything that was within him, Right? Praise is loud, exuberant, and there's no, no condemnation meant with, with all this. I mean, but it, it, is, it is scriptural for us to have lively music and lively praise, you know, in our, in our services, you know. Um, but because you know, we're all growing in our own walk of praise and worship, right? I mean, I, I'm not a, a naturally, I'm more reserved. I'm not a naturally loud person. You know, I don't even really yell at ball games. You know, but there's times to praise the Lord, you know, and I have to make myself uh, do it as well. But it, it is evident from Scripture that praise involves loud sounds. I mean, if you just look up loud, you'll see a lot of praise is involved in loud sounds and high-sounding symbols and high praises and so on and so forth. And it's going to take some loud sounds from yourself when you're on the path to victory and you face trouble, you face tribulation, sometimes you're going to have to get loud, right, to cancel out whatever's going on in your mind. I mean, think about whenever you, you talk to your, how are we going to do this, hon? Not, not to your children, but to your animals or something, right? You need like that voice of authority, right? Like you've told them once, twice, three, four times, right? And then all of a sudden it's like the sound of authority comes down, right? And it's like all of a sudden, psh, right? It's, things get done, right? When you have that sound of 
of authority. That's the way it is with praise. Sometimes you need that in your life to get through, get through trials. So there's praise for victory, and there's also praise to obtain victory. I mean, you can, be, you can praise the Lord, and when something good happens, and you, you praise the Lord that way, but you can also praise to obtain a victory. Amen. And we talked about this a little bit last week. About, think about a ball game. You know, when is it the loudest? When there's a great play. When something great happens on the field, that's when it's the loudest. And the more outstanding the play or the action on the field, the bigger the sound. If it's a bigger play, if it means more in the ball game, if it's closer to the end of the game, more meaningful, the bigger the sound, right? But also, when the crowd is wanting, calling for a big play, what do they do? They get loud in anticipation of greatness, right? It may not, it may not look good out there right now. But we get the, the band going, you know, we get the cheer team going, we get the uh, guy on the, the DJ going or whatever they got now at the ball games. Uh, they get people on the loudspeaker, you know, stand up and call those hogs. You know, we all stand up and call those hogs. Oh, another letdown. No, just kidding. I love the hogs. I love the hogs. <laughs> no. But you can, you can praise to obtain a victory as well. And you know what? The Lord will never let you down. Right? So start your praise before the manifestation of victory. Start your praise before you see the victory. Praise Him for the victory through the trials, through the times it doesn't look, doesn't look like anything's happening. It's not happening as quick as you want it to happen. So once again, our battle is in our mind. That's what we're, that's our, other than the enemy, Satan, we're kind of like our own enemy at times, right? Our thought life, you know, the things that we do, our flesh, things that we deal with, we're like our worst enemy at times because we let that get the best of us. But you can cancel out those sounds of lack that you're hearing in your head, sounds of fear, sounds of sickness. Sounds of unworthiness, sounds of depression, you cancel those out with sounds of praise to God. Thank Him. In fact, you can't even access God's power without sound. If you never speak God's word, you won't see His power manifest in your life. And same thing you do whenever you're singing God's word, right? That's how you access the power of God, with sound. But which team is the quiet team at the ball game? The ones that's losing, right? They're the, they're the ones that are quiet. So think about yourself. Am I on the winning team or am I on the losing team? You're all on the? Good job, Bridget. Gold star back there. You totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> so ask yourself, what do I sound like when I'm talking about my life? When I'm talking about what I'm um, believing for, when I'm on my path to victory, are you really on a path to victory? Or have you taken a detour somewhere along the way? 
thing is, it's very easy to get back on the right path. All right? You can go from the wrong path back on the right path very quickly. So think about what, 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 what do you sound like? Do you sound like when someone asks you, well, how's it going? You know, what do you say? Think about, the, think, about, think about what you say and think about like, the sound, the, the way you say it as well. Because you can say the right things and not be there, right, in your heart, in your mind, right? Think about the sounds you're making. And praise is also, it's continual. It's not a one-time deal. You know, just because you say, thank you, Lord, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus today. It doesn't end today. Right? It's a continual thing. Praise. Uh, Psalms 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. That's Psalms 34, New King James Version. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. We should be praising and giving thanks to the Lord until our final breath here on earth. And then we'll be praising him forever in heaven and in eternity. So it's never going to stop. Never going to stop. Over in Psalms 150, we'll close it with this. Psalms 150, verse 1 says, Praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Dylan, Praise him upon the high-sounding symbols, Dylan. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And if you had any wonder, praise ye the Lord. <laughs> right? path, on the path to victory, there's praise. There's praise on your path to victory. So use it as a weapon of warfare in your life. And I'll open it up there for comments or whatever you all want to talk about. I just want to thank you for slapping me in the face. Um, <laughs> and I, I'll tell you, it just really hit me when you said, what do I sound like when somebody asks me how, it was, how it's going? We all do that. And I'm going to repent <laughs> before God and man because when you're in a long battle, sometimes it's easy to fall, to default into that. This is a long battle attitude, yep. and um, I, I needed that tonight, and I just want to thank you for being bold with the word. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, <it's good. laughs> yeah. You know this is my subject. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, there's so many things I want to say, but going back to David... When he brought the ark, he brought it back out of Obed-Edom. He had left the ark, which housed God's presence. So he left God's presence in Obed-Edom. 
And um, guess who was being blessed? Obed-Edom was being blessed because that's where the presence of God was. Well, praise, God inhabits the praises of his people. And so people that don't praise, it's like leaving God in Obed-Edom, leaving out his presence. And so uh, when he realized that they were being blessed because of the presence of God, he went back and got the ark. Yeah. And that's when he started dancing, bringing the ark, bringing God's presence back to his people. And I have a scripture for you. Let me, can I say something on that real, real quick? Yes. So you're right. He did bring it back. Um, the reason he left it there was yes. because the, the carrier got killed. Oh, sorry. U.S.? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he left it there because he was mad at God. He was pouting. Yes. Okay. Left it there. Yes. And then came back. But. He did return to praise. And you see that all throughout Scripture with David. Yeah. He has these little pouty moments, and these little whiny moments, and then comes back to it. And to begin know. with, he was not bringing God's presence back the right way God told him True. to bring it. Yep, yep. He was in rebellion. Yep. And so that's why the other man died. Yep. Because he didn't bring the ark back the way God told him to bring it back. Yep. But the Scripture, for those of you that haven't, learn to praise yet and I'm a loud praiser right <laughs> yep but we had a gentleman I'm going to say this first we had a gentleman have a gentleman in our church that has been on praise team before and he had some people complaining and he said you can say what you want to about my the way I praise but you have no idea what I've lived through mm. he said you don't know what I have gone through. If you have gone through what I've been through, you would be shouting unto God also. Yep. So we don't know. We don't know what you guys have been through. But I'll tell you one thing, praise will get you through it. Yep. Amen. Now here's your scripture. <laughs> <laughs> or anybody. It's, it's mine too. In uh, Psalms 142, verse 7, it says, Bring my soul out of prison. Why? that I may praise thy name. And your soul is what's sitting on your shoulders. It's your mind, your will, and your emotions. And a lot of people that don't understand praise because they don't have the knowledge, but praise God, you're giving us knowledge. But with the knowledge of what praise will do for you, and it, it, you're the one that's blessed. Yep. Your soul needs to, this part up here needs to bring you out of prison. You've got to have that soul set free so you can lift your hands. And everybody's not going to praise the same way. But you will praise him some way. Some way. Mm-hmm. But, but I love that scripture because I love it because he, he can bring this out, up here out of prison by praise. Yep. Very good. Very good. You know, Wes, when you... Take this is my mother-in-law, for those who don't know. This is Stacy's mom. When we take your words home and start practicing on them, um, sometimes, you know, you, you, you take that step of obedience and you start singing, and then you keep singing, and the heavy doesn't go. Don't quit, yep. because get the body involved next. If, if you're just singing, then start waving your hands or start dancing or start mm-hmm. jumping. And sometimes... When I can't get a heavy to go, 
I got to go to the run through a troop and leap over a wall. And it was easy <laughs> to do at 30, but at 70, it's not so easy. <laughs> but it still works. It still works. So just start being doing it. That's really good. Bridget, you sure? You sure? I'll be good. Um, Jehoshaphat, you remember they set up a fast first? Sometimes if you set up, like, I'm not saying set up, but take, take time and fast before the Lord, what that does is it gets your mind on Him. Then when you're praising Him, you're not thinking about TV. I mean, you can't turn on your TV and fast before the Lord. You set that time aside, you read your Bible, and you focus in on Him. So when you're praising Him, it will truly be about Him. And sometimes that's what you need to do, then that's what you should do. Because we're all at different stages. And it doesn't matter if you've been in the Word 400 years. Well, you're not going to be that long, but 40 years. It doesn't matter. you still got to set times where even fasting is required. And you'll know. But that will help you get your mind on Him because it's about Him. It's not about you. And then He'll come in and He'll intervene for you. It says He will. So when you praise him and you're in his presence, he will intervene for you. And that's what you want because you can't do it by yourself. So I'm just wanting you all to hear that because on Jehoshaphat, that's what they did. Yep. That's good. You were right. Just a real quick um, little application when you said sounds of praise will cancel thoughts of defeat. Kind of reminded me back in the 80s when I had three little boys at home. There were some days that were not as going as smoothly as others. And I had a little cassette tape that was called Kids Praise. And I would pop that into the cassette player and I would turn it up as loud as it could go. And it just would change the whole atmosphere. And everybody started getting along and everything. So anytime they really had a bad day, that's what I did. It just changed the whole atmosphere. Yeah. So you, volume is really a difference maker. I mean, I know some of us are more like easy listening, you know, easy volume listeners. But if you want to go to war, you want to go to battle, you better get loud, right? There is something that happens when you can feel it in you, in your bones. So that's another reason why we, we, we play it loud at RCC. Something that uh, stuck out to me, I guess, that you'd said was more victory, more battles. Um, I've won quite a few things in the last several months. Uh, glad to be here. I'm in the right place. But I can relate with the more battles. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the way it played into my mind when you were saying that was I was thinking of like an MMA fighter. When they're a rookie and starting out, they don't have an X on their back. Nobody's wanting to fight them. But as they win and as they climb the ladder, yeah. you got people training and coming against them harder and harder to be the man to beat yep. when they're on top. They've got to stay in shape. They've got to train harder to beat the opponents, the the, the people coming to them. Yeah. Um, another thing that the ball game, the ball game thing that you know you always say screaming at the ball game. Uh, even if you're losing, when they're losing, what do they do? They call the hogs. They send out the cheerleaders. They fire mm -hmm. up the band, the drill team. You know what I mean? Uh, to me. It can change momentum, the yep. praise, the, the sound. Just the sound, uh, it yeah. It can change the momentum. It can, and I, th I think you can do that, just whether it's the uh, uh, praise song on the radio or uh, just singing or 
yep. saying, like you said, praise God when you're driving down the road in a truck. Uh, just be thankful. Praise Him. Yep. Even if you're losing, feels like you're losing. That's right. Change the momentum in your life. Mark Hankins has a teaching that I encourage people to listen to. It says, never run at your giant with your mouth closed. Oh, that's good. It, it's, it's, it's vital that you yeah. let, and in this, one of those messages also says, when you're quiet, the devil thinks he's winning. Yeah. So it, it's so vital that we keep, you know, keep the praise going, let, let him know that he's not got the victory. Yep. Not gonna look at Susan because this is about her. But you mothers that have children, I used praise um, to calm her when she was in school. <laughs> Hi, darling. <laughs> but no, you know, as teenagers, uh, Wesley, you got some of those. These kids sometimes they want to go and do things that you have to tell them no. You can't go there, you can't do this. And one specific time, Susan got very upset with me. I can't imagine that, but anyway, she, I had to tell her no. And she went to her bedroom and shut the door a little bit loud. I went in, her bedroom was across from ours. So I went in my bedroom, and we played tapes at those times. We didn't have this, you know, where they do it nowadays. So I turned on praise and worship tape, and I said, okay, you go right under that door. I did that. I said, all right, praise and worship, you go under that door, and you do what you're supposed to do with my child. And I could hear her sobbing. Now, boys, if your mama does that, you'll know what she's doing. And I could, she was sobbing. She wasn't used to saying no, you know. So anyway, in a little bit, I heard that sobbing stop. And she came out of that bedroom a different person. So, you know, the depth of praise, mm -hmm. it enters into places where nothing else will go. Yeah. And it is, and I, when I teach that a lot of times, I'll call it the tool of praise because it will accomplish so much. It's just... Avail, it, avail yourself to that praise and yep. use it. It's a tool for you. Yep. To her credit, she, she does tell that story on herself. Yeah. I've heard. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this. All right. Well, if you stand with me, couldn't have been in a better place tonight on Wednesday night. Cool. Pat, pat your neighbor on the back. Say, good job being in church tonight. Praise your neighbor. Praise your neighbor. Throw some bouquets of flowers at them. <laughs> All right, Lord, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for what you're showing us, Lord, about praise and worship. And Father, just thank you for these people and just pray over the remaining part of their week, Lord, that they go forth with an attitude of praise, with an attitude of thanksgiving, giving thanks to you, Lord, in every moment of their life, Father God. And just show them, continually show them how important it is to praise you and how it will um, help them on their path to victory, Father God. We thank you for these things. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said? Amen. Amen.